Hey everybody, welcome to Ask a Catholic Dude. I am that Catholic dude, name is Nick, of course, and uh, this is our kind of quick recap of the 2018 Focus Conference. So, you know, got home a little bit ago, and uh, it's it's been a, uh, a wild ride, but a, a pretty awesome one, too. I'm tired, I'm uh, exhausted, uh, but that's okay, and I got a lot of work to do. Um, seeing as I got to talk with uh, five awesome people, and those are just the ones I interviewed, I had to talk to a whole bunch of other awesome people too, um, but it was it was a great time, um, and it was so, so nice to be with, you know, over 8,000 of my fellow Catholics, most of them, you know, millennials or younger, you know, a whole bunch of Gen Zers there too, um, it, it was just an awesome experience, and I don't think I'm going to forget it anytime soon, um, just wow. Like, if you can imagine just Catholics everywhere and, and, and not ashamed of their faith, not ashamed of their faith in Jesus. Like, I mean, like one example I could think of right now was when they were bringing the, uh, the Blessed Sacrament, the Eucharist, um, from the, the, the Adoration Chapel that they had set up in the convention center to where they were having the main mass you know they were bringing some of uh, the extra hosts that were already consecrated and i heard these bells ringing and i and i looked down the escalator and i see um two servers uh with candles and another server in front of them with a cross and another one uh holding bells in his hands and there was a priest with his cope uh, that's that's kind of like his his uh, one, one of their vestments that that uh, that priests wear during Eucharistic adoration. And his arms were crossed, holding the Eucharist tightly, protecting it as they were moving it from the chapel to the main altar uh, for for mass that morning. And everybody just was as as the Eucharist came through it was like a Eucharistic, it was like a Eucharistic procession almost. Everybody that was there knelt down you know before our lord as the priest carried him up the escalator it was just it, it was it was really cool i got a few pictures of it i can't really put it on on a podcast unfortunately but i mean it, it was just you know everybody was silent and you could see some of the security guards people wondering like what the heck is going on here and uh i hope somebody had told them what was going on because it, it, it was a truly beautiful thing to behold it really was just to see all the faith filled people uh worshiping our lord there and it was even great great like the, the last mass that i went to on friday i mean everybody was singing and chanting you know at the end at the end of every mass everybody was was uh chanting the salve regina um and it was just it would just give you goosebumps everybody just all singing uh to our lord it was Man, it was great. It, it was just amazing. It, it was even, you know, more amazing was the people that I met and came in contact with. Um, but but those people that I interviewed, it was I, I learned so much, and I hope that you guys can learn too. I'm gonna put some of these podcasts. Uh, I'm gonna put some of these interviews up as podcasts here. So um, the first that I'm gonna do is of Father Larry Richards, who you know he's been on a whole bunch of Catholic radio, like Relevant Radio and EWTN Radio. Um, and he is the uh, founder of uh, the Reason for Our Hope 
organization. It's uh, you know just uh, he, he's great with catechesis and he's great in spreading that gospel message. And I've used him before in my own religious education classes uh, for for sixth graders. So, but he t- but he's he's a genius. He he speaks to everybody. He really does. So I'm gonna have my interview with him. He talk he's gonna talk a little bit about you know about evangelization, about uh, specifically for men, how to be men, especially in this secular culture, how to be men for Christ. Um, so I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to place the uh, the audio here, and I hope you guys enjoy and keep checking back in the next few days. Uh, I'll be putting up more, you know, from uh, hopefully from uh, Sister Bethany Madonna, Bishop James Conley, Father Mike Schmitz, Dr. Ralph Martin, uh should be coming up here soon and we'll hopefully be on uh, some transcripts will be on some websites soon i'll clue in on that when that happens all right so take a listen here's uh, me with father larry richards Levels here. Level, level, level. Perfect. Level. Um, So, Father Larry, you obviously are the head of Reason of Our Hope. Yep. Um, In addition to your various media endeavors with them, um, you've been doing parish missions for quite some time. Um, What is it about conducting these missions that you love the most? I exist to bring people to Jesus. I mean, that's the reason I got ordained and everything else. And so, when you do a parish mission, you do a conference, you do the reason for our hope, the reason I founded it was to bring the world to Jesus. And so most people, uh, the way they'll come to Jesus through a retreat is through a uh, 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 parish mission. It's through, like I'm also in charge and I created this uh, call, group called DME, which is Divine Mercy Encounter. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday Sunday retreat. And I promise them that you will experience Jesus here. And so the whole point is my job, I always say, is to introduce people to Jesus Christ. And then once I introduce them to him, then I go, now you have to spend time with Jesus to get to know him. So, and I try to do that in a real way, in a way that everybody, because for, for some people uh, that are into, you know, that are already converted, go to daily mass, to them, I'm, I'm too, uh, too much for them. And for me, it's like I exist to bring people who don't know Jesus to Jesus. That's why I exist. So uh, I want to bring people who go to daily mass to a deeper relationship with Jesus. But sometimes I'm much more challenging to them, mm-hmm. you know, about, you know, we can't judge people. We have to love people. And people are like, oh, we got to judge their actions. And it's always that fight over <laughs> proving themselves right. And I said, let's just pull back and say that if we got judged the way we judged others, you know, I always say, like, People want uh, mercy for me and judgment on everybody else. <laughs> mercy for me and then judgment on everybody else. So for all of us to know that we're all great sinners, we all need the mercy of God. We've been saved by what Jesus Christ did for us. And that God so loved the world that he gave us Jesus to save us. And so we need to make sure that message is out. It's the good news of salvation we're trying to proclaim. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And um, I've noticed that a lot of your talks that I've listened to on either on relevant radio or through your uh, various DVDs, um, it's been devoted to encouraging men to start acting like 
Men. Men. Exactly. <laughs> and again, to act like a man means to act like Jesus because Jesus was the perfect man. Mm -hmm. And so what does that mean? It means that we lay down our life for others. It exists, you know, in, in the world. To be a man, you go into the Navy or the Air Force or the Marines. And many of them die for their country, for others. That's what a man does. And yet, too often, men who are Christian men don't want to die. They come to Jesus for what Jesus can do for them. He'll bless me. He'll protect me. He'll take care of my family. And I go, no, no, no. You come to Jesus to learn how to get, be crucified with Christ so that you can now give your life for God, give your life for others. And when you do that, of course, you're going to find true life, eternal life, and you're going to be life-giving. But isn't it amazing, like even when we go to the Eucharist, that everything, for anything else to live, something else has to die, right? So for you to eat dinner tonight, you whether you have steak or chicken or something, something gave up its life so you could live today. If you say, well, I'm, I, that's why I'm a vegetarian. Well, that poor little lettuce had to die for you to sit there and eat today. Something dies to give life to others. It's just the way life works. So when men learn that it isn't about taking care of me, but about living my life for others, that is the deepest need in the church today. Like with any of our issues, take abortion. If men start being men and start saying enough, we'd have no more abortions in America. We just wouldn't. We'd have no more abortions in the world. Because men would then start saying, we got to act like men and we got to start saying, this is right, this is wrong. And we don't do that by judgment and we're not Maccabees where we go kill everybody who doesn't agree with us. Mm -hmm. We are people who love people into the faith, but to love them, we have to be strong sometimes. And we love them strongly. And that doesn't mean we, do, we don't hurt them, uh, but we can disagree with them, but we still love them. And so, again, when I can, it's hard like on this. You're getting me for five, ten minutes. And we're given little snippets. And some people can take a snippet and take it out of context. But you have to put everything in the context of like when I do a parish mission, they got to listen to me for eight hours. So in eight hours, you're going to hear a lot of stuff. And you're going to yeah. hear the whole message. And I think it's important that people need, because they're so used to snippets from the radio or from commercials or from the news. And they never get the true fullness of truth. And two people, that's why you need missions. You need hour-long talks. You need that so people can get deeper into what truth is. Totally agree. I totally agree. And, um, you know, there's many Catholic men out there, though. Um, and let's keep kind of talking about, like, younger Catholic men, sure. you know, millennials, Gen Z, um, maybe even some of the tail end of Gen X still. Uh, peer pressure happens after high school. And many students here at the Focus Conference, you know, they probably have many secular or even lapsed Catholic friends. In my own case, I, I was often the only practicing Catholic among all my friends, and it was hard to live that out, made a lot of stupid decisions. Um, and I'm just curious, what would you say about young men? What can young men who really do want to be faithful but are afraid to be? Well, first of all, they, do? they need to know, like I talked with the men today, that they need to spend time with the Word of God, and the Word of God be in Mark chapter 1, verse 11. Jesus began his ministry after God the Father looked at him when he was baptized and says, You are my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Young men especially need to know that they are beloved and that God is pleased with them. And that's what brings people to conversion. So most young men have never had an experience of being loved by God. We want them to live the Catholic faith, live the faith, but they don't have faith. Think about it, you know, for a sacrament to work properly, faith is needed. 
we bat, we confirm these high school kids that have never, don't have any faith at all. That's why the sacrament doesn't work for them. You know, they've been given a grace, but they never open it. For anything, people go to communion every Sunday, but don't have faith in the Eucharist. And that's why nothing changes. Faith is what's necessary, and faith is a gift, but faith is in response to the love of God for a person. So if a person's never had the experience of being loved by God, they can't have that faith that'll unlock all the treasures they need. And so it's so important that what we teach boys first is that you're a beloved son of God the Father, and he's pleased with you, and he has plans for you, and he created you for a great purpose. Because when you know you're loved, it's easy to give away your life because you're giving away your life for someone you love back. To just give up your life for an idea, what's the point? For a person, gladly. You know, and so, and this is a day in, day out of giving our life. You know, we're not talking about being martyrs. We get to be martyrs every day. By living a life for others in a daily way is what I'm talking about, the way we die for others. Giving our life away every day. So like well, the thing I told the people today as I talk about missions all the time, is you put I am third on your, wind, your mirror. So every day you think, God is first, others are second, I am last. I do at least one unselfish act for someone else today. And if the answer is no, you wasted your life in Christ today. Every day we gotta give away our life for somebody else and for God. That's a good point. And it kind of dovetails into my next question for you. A lot of people kind of reverse that order or even have God much lower on the list. So when it gets into kind of, you know, defending the faith, you know, to such people, you know, the very name of your organization comes from St. Peter's Exhortation. Yep. And, and it's my favorite Bible verse as well. And it's uh, the sad truth, though, is that many young Catholics today, they're just woefully ignorant of the riches of our woefully. faith, as you know. So, and it's our fault. It's our priests and nuns' fault because we, we catechize without evangelizing. And you need both. Yes. Catechizing means you teach the faith. Because sometimes they know the teachings, but they don't know Jesus. Once when I was first ordained, I was doing one of my first high school retreats, and it would be the place that eventually, I was only ordained, not even a year. Mm -hmm. And there was a kid that went through four year, eight years Catholic grade school, and he was just finishing his fourth year of Catholic high school. I had just heard all the confessions of all the boys, and it was the last kid, and after his confession, I looked at him and I said, son, do you know Jesus Christ? He looked at me and he says, father having a clue he knew a lot about jesus he could tell me what the trinity was one god and three divine persons father son holy spirit he could tell me what the hypostatic unity union is god is jesus christ 100 god 100 man at the same time but he couldn't tell me that he knew jesus now other people say oh i know jesus but they don't know about jesus they don't know the hypostatic union they don't know trinity so it's you can never separate the two and i think the problem has been the last um you know, 50 years, is we've separated these two things. We have catechesis without evangelization. You cannot have good catechesis without evangelization. So you need to make sure that they know Jesus and they learn about Jesus. But a lot of them learn about Jesus. Like I can tell people all the time, if people have never met me and they've heard my CDs or read my books, they'll say, oh, I know all about Father Larry. No, you know about Father Larry, but you don't know Father Larry. Right. You know, now once you experience me, it's like, I think I like your books and tapes and that better than experiencing you, Father, you know. But <laughs> no. again, you need to have both. You need to have the experience of somebody and know about who they are. The same with God. So it's the, it's the both and. It's the both and. Work. And we can never separate it. Never. You know, it's like we can't, like, again, Paul says preach the truth in love. Some people only want to preach truth. 
Some people only want to preach love. Mm -hmm. You need to have both. Every everything of preaching needs to be done in love. Yeah. And if you, like I always say, if you don't love me, keep your truth to yourself. That's. I think that's a great, great thing to say. I mean, it's and it's a point that I try to work on myself because mm -hmm. I teach. I'm a catechist for okay. junior high students, and I've gotten to use your presentations mm -hmm. a few times. I showed my sixth graders the uh, the mass explained, and <laughs> one of them quite specifically really loved it because a few weeks later we're talking about God, and she's like. God is the most, he's the God of the universe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was like, yes. The God the universe cannot contain. <laughs> and he humbles himself and becomes a piece of bread for you and me. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was just great, Father. They, they, they loved it. They, I, I really think it, it worked. Um, but the, you know, unfortunately there are those that, you know, they seem to dumb down the faith where you really expound on it. Sure. Um, do you think that this is a direct reason as to why so many people over the last two generations are ignorant. I mean, do you think that the catechesis from five, 10 years ago, has it gotten better? Has it improved? Has it stayed the same? I think in the last five years, you know, the, the people at catechize the, catechize the best are home scores. It just is. You get these home scores because they're, they're teaching the faith and, and different things, but then sometimes they don't have that experience in a society that's messy. You know, and so we got it. That's why for me, you need both and you need to be able to teach the faith and do it. And I think so there, there's, and there's schools in that that are teaching. Like when I do a high school, uh, if I go in and speak at a high school and I'm talking to teachers, I say, teachers, if you're not teaching the faith of the Catholic church, you need to leave because we pay you to teach the faith of the church, not your opinion or anything else. Yes. You teach yeah. truth and you teach them the experience of this. If not, then you shouldn't be here. And for so many years, we had Catholic teachers and catechists that just wanted to, you know, talk about the love of God with kids. I was at a when I was young, you know, I went and I, I said to, I went and send my, I went and send my dog to that high school. And so they invited me up, and I'm meeting with the theology department. They said, Father, did you say that? I go, Yes, and I completely agree. I 100% mean it. And they said, Why? I says, Because you don't teach truth. I said, For instance, do you teach objective truth? Well, what do you mean? I said, Well, do you talk about sin? We choose not to talk about sin. I said, okay, if you don't talk about sin, there's no need for a savior. If there's no need for a savior, we don't need Jesus, and we sure as heck don't need you in this Catholic school. We just don't need it because we don't need a savior. We, we have a savior. We don't need a savior. So right that's important. Yes. That's right on. And this is my final question for Father. I'll okay. Let you, let you go on. Um, there's, there's a lot of students and attendees here today, obviously, at the conference that are attempting to pass down the faith to their sure. children uh, or to those children they have in RCIA. What advice would you give to these young catechists and parents, uh, specifically those who have children in their, e their RE programs where the parents are not especially devout? Well, that's the thing, and it's been, it's been uh, the, the whole church has been talking about United States and Canada. Like, I just did a, a retreat for the priests of Canada. And in Canada, the French-speaking, less than 3% of the people go to church. The English-speaking, less than 20%. And so that's a better reality. But what we've had is, so what you're trying to do is introduce programs like the Alpha program. Mm -hmm. And uh, an Alpha is just a basic thing. Some people go, oh, people don't like it. It's not Catholic. Oh, just stop it. People need to get to know Jesus Christ. And so, like, if, and not, if not that program, give me another one. That, like, for, for what they're doing is, like, for us in our parish, what we're trying to do is so if someone's going to get their first communion, the whole family has to go through classes. You know, so you, and we need to talk about Jesus. And so we've been trying to do this, you know, so we, because most of these parents weren't catechized and they don't right. even go to church. How many people go to church 
once a month and that makes them, and that's what it was, there was a big study. Uh, how many Catholics go to church and they found out the, 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 the requirement for this study is uh, practicing Catholic is a Catholic who goes to church at least once a month. Come on. <laughs> really? Anyway, so we have issues. But we got it, that's why it's so important we have to uh, evangelize the family, not just the, the little groups. We gotta evangelize them all. Well, that, I totally agree with you. And I thank you so much for your time, Father. Thank uh, you, really it's good to be it. with you.